0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to Team Licious Podcast. Um, I think this is episode four, three, five. I don't know. Depends when we drop it. I guess. Yes, we're all over the place. But yes, and we are recording this a little bit late. So if you were wondering where have we been, I got sick. Our baby got sick. Life happens. You guys know we're really transparent with you guys here. But here we are. We're here. And um we're we're ready to talk to you guys about
1: raising your prices.
0: Yes. Not only like how to raise your prices, but also how to not raise them and also when you should raise them. Um, I think that this conversation, after our last couple conversations, we talked with Paul and Tessany about, you know, salon versus studio suites and like how to know you're ready. And I think the big conversation came from people. Wanting, you know, being just solo artists and wanting to make more money. And I think the automatic thing is like, well, I don't want to charge my clients more. So let me just get booth renters in or commission or let me start a product line so I can make more money. But a much easier way to make more money is to raise your prices like, charge the people that have already shown you loyalty and shown you consistency that, you know, just charge them a little bit more, a nominal increase to each one of your clients. Will in will result in more money without working more, and so I think that that's something that's very slept on. A lot of us go from charging, you know, fifty dollars an hour, being afraid to make that leap into like sixty, seventy, eighty dollars an hour, and we just go directly into starting a new business. So that's where you know we talked to Paul and Tuscany. I think we talked with Tiffany a couple episodes ago about um, avoiding burnout, and one of those things is making sure that you're charging accordingly. And our last episode was literally about what you should charge. And so a lot of you probably are like, okay, Ashley, you keep telling us we're not charging enough, but like, how do I do that? How do I transition my clients from, you know, me being the budget service provider or whatever to now being, you know, reflecting luxury service prices to my, you know, location. And first of, first and foremost, um, you know, Raising your prices is a touchy subject and we know that like we know that there are people out there that say like, these are, you guys charge more than a doctor, you know, like how, that viral post that Jamie did Jamie Butler from Lashbase just went viral. Everyone was tripping out on uh, the practice in the United States compared to the the UK. And just like the prices in general, like what you guys charge that you're not even saving lives like doctors don't even charge that much. And I totally respect that. Like, I understand where their perspective is. There's people out there saving lives. But I like to think that lash artists kind of save lives, too. You know,
1: they're saving lives every day. They're making people's day better. I would look
0: so much better right now if I had a full set of lashes on. (laughs) Um anyways, okay, we've blabbered enough, but we just wanted to kind of, you know, show you guys that look how organized we are with our podcast this season. Those of you guys who have been with us since 2020, we used to do like random topics, just like spur of the moment, but look at us leading up to this episode. I hope that you guys have been waiting for this. Um so, first of all, Hakim and I, um if you don't know, we have many years in the industry and we have made a lot of mistakes when it comes to pricing and if you are in a position where you're like, we you've made it, we've made it really clear over the last few episodes that you are not charging enough, um, don't feel bad. Like, don't think like, oh, I'm stuck in this hole of chart undercharging because I used to charge $45 for full sets, real talk. At one point in my career, $45. Now I'm at $250. You know, my average tip is about $40-ish. So most of my full sets are $300 um, in and out in two-ish hours. Like, but I haven't always charged that. I used to do five-hour full sets for $45. Hakeem, you know, he, I think when he first started, it was give or take about 80 bucks your clients were paying you when yeah. he first started. So he started off better than me. But <clears throat> when he first started cutting hair...
1: But I also had confidence right. earlier than you just because you were teaching yourself. And yeah, that's true. obviously I you had taught me, so I knew... And I I felt comfortable doing the service. Whereas you were kind of winging it in the beginning.
0: For sure. Like we talked about last week, confidence is a big, you know, a big factor in that. But when you first started cutting hair, you weren't charging, like now you charge what like $40 a haircut. Yeah.
1: In the beginning, I was charging like five bucks in the beginning, like five bucks or even just free. Give me a tip, you know? Yeah. And, And then just let me
0: practice on you. And that's normal in the beginning. And we talked about that last week. Like It's so normal in the beginning to charge next to nothing.
1: Just to get the work in and, like you said, build that confidence up.
0: But we're talking about when you're in a position where you've been lashing for a little while and you know you are ready you're like okay maybe i'm kind of busy or something like i think if you even have thought about raising your prices this is for you this is for not for the person who just started last week and doesn't even know an isolation tweezer from a pickup tweezer this is for somebody who's like getting a little comfortable and you're like okay i feel like my value is greater right you listened to last week's episode i'm giving more value than i was six months ago a year ago two years ago Um, and I am ready, but how now, like this is for that person. Okay. Um, so the first thing we wanted to kind of talk about was just, when are you ready? Like, when is it a good time to charge more? Because the truth is it's not always time to raise your prices. You know, if, if you're don't have a lot of clients, if you're really slow, you know, and like you have some clients, but not a lot, you've got, let's say you're halfway booked, you're 50% booked. You have two clients a day, but you, you know, fully booked would mean four or five clients a day. You're not that busy. You, you probably don't need to raise your prices because if you did, you might lose some of the clients that you have and you don't even have a lot of clients. So that's, you know, what, what I would say is when you are ready is when you're fully booked, if you're fully booked, and um getting to the point where I was when Hakeem started lashing where I was turning away, I got to the point where I was not just,
1: just giving money away pretty much. When if you're giving money away to other artists.
0: Yes. Especially if you're giving away more money than you're making. I got to that point where I was servicing on average, usually about eight clients a day, but some busy days was like 10 clients a day. If we were going on vacation, I would see as many as 12 clients in a day, you guys. 12. Not all lashes, by the way. Some of them were waxing. Some of them were facials. But the point is I was seeing 12 clients a day sometimes. And even then I was still turning away a handful of people every single day. I was responding to emails, responding to DMs. Re- um, I was getting appointment requests and I would deny them because it was just too much for me. You know, That's a good indicator that you can probably charge a little bit more. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, that's one. Another one. Do um, you want to tell the next one?
1: The no resistance. Uh, oh yeah.
0: Oh All my right. gosh. <laughs> he's reading the notes. He's not reading the list. It's okay. Yeah. Um, when you're getting comments about um being too low, like your your prices being too low, he just I don't know what he's reading
1: um gave hakim no reading jobs yeah it we've
0: update. learned look at i'm all right now um comment when you if you're getting comments about your prices being too low um if you're pre- if you're you have people that are paying you and they're pulling out their wallet they're pulling out their credit card or they're pulling out their wallet and they're pulling out cash out and they had more cash than what you just said and they're like and they look at you surprised like oh that's, that's all okay the first time you ever hear somebody say that bet you could charge more Um, if you have a client saying, Oh, my last, my last girl charged me this much. Oh Oh my God. That's all. Oh my God. This is the bargain. Thank you so much. Those are signs that you should be charging more. Um, the fact that they, this is something that I, someone said to me once, and I literally live by this now, if one person says it, 10 people are thinking it. And so if one client tells you that, Ten people are thinking that, and that's not a good thing, right? That's not a good thing if you're too cheap. Um, and then what Hakeem was leading into is that if you're getting resistance from your clients, that's actually a good thing. If people, if you're getting DMs, this is I know it's really um, it's really disheartening when someone DMs you and you're having a last conversation with them, and then they're like, "Okay, so how much is it?" And then you tell them, and they're like, they "Either ghost you." Or they say like, they give some type of like, yes, exactly. Some BS excuse of like, okay, when I'm ready or whatever. I know that that sucks. I get it. But that's a good sign that you're getting those sales calls. There's no business in the world that never gets no's. It's 100%. Nobody. It's just sales is a numbers game. It's a probability game. And so the more no's you get, the more yeses you'll get too. And I know it's like, well, I need the money, right? But the truth is, if that person said no, based on price, even if you would have gotten them, you don't know how loyal they would have been to you because they're only loyal to that price. So when you do raise your price, you're going to lose them anyways, and you would have built a relationship with somebody that was going to be temporary anyways. Whereas if you attract somebody when you're at the right price that you want to be at, because that person said no that person is more likely to stay with you. I hope that that makes sense. Like you don't want to fill your books with clients that are not going to be stuck with you for a long time. You want to fill your books with clients that are going to ride with you. With body clients. Exactly. That that they don't care what the price is, yeah, you right? Want, you don't
1: want bargain clients that are like, she actually said that. I mean, they're,
0: they're, maybe they're, with first, 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 first start. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, yes. But, but you know, when you're re- really trying to fill your books. Yeah. yeah. The,
1: those are the ones that are always looking for the deal. No
0: exactly. And someone else will always have a better deal than you. So that's just not the best way to do it. Um, and then the the last one is um oh no I'm sorry that those are those are all of those. So if you're getting comments from your clients that you're oh my god it's so cheap or whatever, or if um and if you're not getting any resistance, that's pretty much what we were saying there. Like if you're not getting any biz- any clients telling you um like resisting. If every time someone says how much so how much is it gonna be and you you know you DM them back say oh you know forty dollars they're like. Okay. When can I book? When's the soonest? Like if that's always 100% of the time is like, oh, okay, yes. That's not really a good thing. You don't want to be the person that they're like immediately like, oh my God, yes. Like that's probably an indication that you're really, a, really cheap too. And so you want some no's. I know, I know you don't think you do, I but I promise you, you do. No's are good. All the time is not good, but some no's are an indication that you're, you know, you're doing good. Um, and then one, one, like one kind of off one that I have experience with, and I don't know if you've had experience with this Hakeem, but there was a point in my career where I kind of stayed stuck at like $90 full sets ish. I, I like, I had this like imposter syndrome, like this complex with making it to like a hundred, there was something about that three digit number that scared the death out of me. I did not want to charge hundred dollars for a full set. I just, I was still working from home at the time and I didn't, have, I mean, my little room was kind of cute. It was cute, it was nice. but yeah, I kept the cream. I, yeah. And it was not my car or the rest of my house, but, but that room was really clean and it smelled good. And you know, all this stuff, I had like a whole vibe from my experience, but there was something about me working from home. I wasn't licensed yet. Um, I had gone to beauty school already, but I wasn't licensed yet. And, um, I think just like, I guess I lacked the confidence to charge three figures, just the idea of three figures. Like I didn't even at that time, I didn't even charge three figures for makeup. And I had been doing makeup for six years. So to charge three figures for this, I was like, Oh, no, no, no. And I'm good at makeup. So I'm like, the fact that I'm more confident at makeup than I am at this. I don't know. I just couldn't wrap my head around being the $100 for a uh, full set person. I know. It's I, so- some outrageous. I know. And fast forward to today, I'm getting $300 for full sets. It's crazy. But My point is that I wasn't there yet. And, um, the truth is, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't very busy. Like my girls were coming for full sets, like every other month or so I wasn't really getting fills consistently. I would get full sets here and there, but for the most part, it was pretty sporadic. I'd have one week that like maybe by a holiday that was kind of busy. And I was like, Oh my God. I'm going to make so much money. Yes, and then I would have a whole week where I had like one person and it was just so sporadic. It was not consistent whatsoever. So, if you're in that position and you are, you know, not very busy but like sometimes you are and sometimes you aren't, I would definitely say that there's a chance that you might be just too cheap and I really genuinely wholeheartedly stand by this because um I had I don't know what happened. Oh, I know what happened. I needed to make more money. And I got to the point where I was like, Hey, my sets are better. And I know I'm not very busy, but I just need more money. And so whatever, I'm just going to charge more. And that way, at least I'll make more off the people who are already coming to me. And if they leave, Oh, well, but like something's got to give because I'm not making enough money. I was literally making no money. It was during the time where me and Hakeem were like really struggling because he was kind of like, okay, girl, You're just playing around with lashes and like it's not doing much, you know. And I'm over here having to babysit our kids. And, you know, it was a hard time. And be a dad. It was a hard time for us because I wasn't like bringing in a lot of money. And so I was like, F it. I'm just going to charge more. And then who stays, who stays, and who doesn't, doesn't. At least I'll work less for the same amount of money. That was my thought process. But then magically and I and I raised it from $80 full sets or like 90 ish it was something like that to like 125 I think and I remember thinking like if they leave oh well and
1: bitch they came
0: oh my goodness Uh, the floodgates it's it's almost like I had this blockage essentially and I at the time I didn't really understand it but now thanks to Tiffany Mitchell she used the word that's perfect like I understood the like why later but I never knew the phrase and it's called perceived value. So basically what I realized, like maybe a year later after I started getting into like um I hired a coach, I realized that because I was so cheap. It, were, they were like turned off by it. Right? Yes, it was turning people off. The because I wasn't pricing myself accordingly, people were wondering like probably what kind of lashes is she using and blah, blah. And guess what? My new clients that I had, pretty much my new clients from once i hit to like 125 full sets they stayed with me forever like those people stayed with me forever
1: also too when they come with, with like that low price i feel like they they have like a certain mood when they're in your in your chair you know what it's I, kinda, it yes kinda, it kind of changes the experience of
0: like when of i was like 80 dollars, yeah, yeah so
1: they're like kind of like finicky and like for sure like yeah. they're not like at, at ease completely so the whole experience isn't gonna be as great as those are my
0: twitchy clients yeah. those are my chatty clients those were my constantly checking my phone clients and i it was yeah. probably because they were nervous yeah, they weren't
1: they, they that, they were like,
0: she's gonna stab me in th- the th-
1: You were unconfident, uh, like unconfident, so they were they weren't really too confident with you either. You know? Yeah, for
0: sure. I didn't realize that back then, but you're right. I'm sure that that was a factor, and because they're like, well, damn, why is she so cheap? She must be either really new or she uses shitty products. You know, like there's something lacking here, and which made that experience lack. They probably thought they yeah. were being the guinea pig. Exactly. Yes, I didn't think about that, but that's one layer. And then what the other layer with the perceived value is more leaning into the fact that you know, if, if, if she's not confident in it, that means there's not a a lot of value that she's giving me. If there's not a lot of value, then I'm not going to value it. I'm not going to care about it as much. And so, you know, that concept really settled in when I raised my, my value, when I raised my price, people were like, Ooh, she must be much better now. She must be so much better. No, no, I did not suddenly get better from one month to the next. But, um, what happened for sure with those clients is I had at least I can think of four clients that first month that came in and was like, Oh my God, I've been watching you for a while. Like I've been watching you and I'm thinking and I would ask them like, well, why didn't you book before? And they all said the same exact thing. Honestly, verbatim. I wish I had like a recording device. Cause they all said, honestly, I saw how cheap you were compared to everyone else. And I was just like, Oh, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. They were waiting for me to charge more, but I'm the same lash artist that I was last month, but that value really. So I, I hope that if you're out there and you're struggling, like being the cheapest is not the best. Like it's really not it being the cheapest is not getting you more clients. I promise. Like I promise. So those are some of the times where we feel are really good times to raise your prices. Um, now you might be wondering, okay, like that's me, that's me, that's me. Well, like, okay, now Ashley, tell me how to raise my prices. And one of the ways we're going to tell you how to raise your prices and what's like a good practice is first off telling you what not to do. And this is a blend between some of the mistakes that I made and some of the mistakes that Hakeem had made because uh, we didn't have anyone, we didn't have no podcast like this. We didn't have anybody telling us, we were honestly just copying what, the people salons we worked at the barbershops worked at and what other people were doing on social media. Like we were just winging it, honestly, and just mimicking. I
1: was just just mimicking everybody around me pretty much.
0: And we don't want you to do that because most people are running their businesses based on fear. And that's not what we do here. Okay. So the first thing that um, (laughs) you you shouldn't do is, can you you handle this?
1: (laughs) You shouldn't, you shouldn't post your practices on social media. You shouldn't announce it to the world, but yeah.
0: No, there's no need. It's like you don't announce what your um, criteria is for a dating partner, right? If you're on the market to date, you don't post it on social media. But what you're...
1: Might, You might post it, but you're not going to get too many hits. You're going to probably scare them off. Of the exactly. <laughs> and
0: the same thing's going to happen with this. Like if you post what you charge, it scares people away. Like a lot of people don't really care about the price so much, as long as it's within like a reasonable amount. They care more about the experience. They care more about your skill. They care more about how much attention you're going to give to them. Like there's other factors that matter more than price. But when you put price in front of them, like, you know, if I would have put my laundry list out of like all my flaws to Hakeem when I first met him, I tried, by the way, I kind of tried, but if I would have like had it in writing on a piece of paper on my profile, he probably would have went the other way. But because he got to know me first, the, you know, exactly. You go on a date, she that's showed,
1: what you showed me all the best parts, and then
0: that's what you need to do with your clients. You need to show them all the benefits of what Lashes is gonna give you, and and all the great things about you as a service provider, so that once they find out the price, they're once like, they, Oh, once they
1: find the crazy, they're like, Fuck.
0: It's worth it. I like all these other things. I like all the other things more yeah, than this. It, that it, I no Exactly. That. <laughs> see, now you see what I did there. Um, So that's the first one. Don't post it on social media. Now. Okay. Then you're going to say, well, I have my booking link in my website. Okay. If you have your booking link in your website, here's a pro tip. I've talked about this before. I will say it till I'm blue in the face. If you don't have any clients, you do not need a booking link. The whole idea of a booking link is so that you don't have to be consumed with you know dms and emails and stuff like that
1: but if If, you you got two clients like
0: you could book them yourself you could book them in yourself you can text them create that relationship with your clients and let them know you care let them know that that you You they matter they like it they like talking to you and they like i know it's an extra step but you are not busy you could you know and and having your price they'll they'll window shop they will but if they've already taken the step to put their foot in the door and talk to you, they're a lot more invested. They're now what's considered a warm lead. It, before they were a cold lead and they were just kind of browsing around, they weren't really that invested. But once they've actually taken the initiative to email you and taking your time and you get them on a phone call and you talk and you, you chat and you learn about their, you know, their likes and their dislikes. And you make
1: them your best friend and then they're d-
0: What are they going to do? Say, oh, sorry, I can't book after all. I mean, yes, it, it will happen occasionally.
1: I, I know that uh, um, they had the means for barbers. I don't know if I sent it for last hours, but it was- the like- what. The memes, uh-huh. like, so I would say, like I, I, cheat on my girl before I cheat on my barber. You know what I mean? That's, it's the that's same me. with lash art. Is that's, that's what you want, right? Today. Exactly.
0: It's Where's a relationship, met? though, and so yeah. If you're already fully booked, have that booking link in your website. You know, make your life easier. But it's when you're first starting out, so that's why I'm saying don't post it on social media. Definitely don't post the. Oh my god! I think people are getting a hint now. But there's this thing that I always see. Hey guys, reminder: price increase starts January first don't do that. Zone, zone. Sam's club, Costco doesn't do that. Gonna do it, huh? the, the car dealership doesn't do that. They don't send out flyers that they're raising their okay. prices. They just do it. Okay. And so now I know this is different because we're offering a service, but trust me, nobody is posting it. Reminder, reminder, I'm taking more of your money. That is just like a red flag. Like, you know, like you do not want to do that. So that's the first one, um, and it's just so in in non personal. It's so like, like you're yelling at me, and you, you know if you're this is like telling it's,
1: like, it's like you're yeah like, yeah yeah
0: like like you're saying it generally like I'm just another bitch. I'm just another <laughs> dollar. Like what am I just a dollar sign? Like no, you have a relationship with them, right? You tell them to the face to their face that you're pregnant. Like you don't tell them on an Instagram post. Hi, clients, don't forget I'm having a baby. You just don't do that, okay? You just Don't do that. Um, The psychology behind it, like I said, is that you're making them feel like, like how can we have a relationship when you want to tell me your drama with your baby daddy, but now we don't have a relationship and you can't tell me to my face that you're raising my prices. It makes it feel like I'm just a dollar sign to you and you don't want that. The other thing you should not do, and this is something that Hakeem used to do.
1: With the $5 increments? Yes,
0: yes. Doing like little cheap increments because you're afraid it's not good. What does that do, Hakeem? What does that make the client think of you?
1: You're, you're unsure. You're insecure. You're, you're indecisive. You're, you're just doing it, but you're not sure why you're doing it. And, and you're scared. scared. Yeah.
0: And they can smell it. They're like bloodhounds. They can smell your fear and they will challenge it because they know that is like such a coward move. Like, that's like, that's like you know you not liking that your boyfriend is always following you know naked instagram models right and that's like he's always liking and commenting on them so you tell him you can follow them but don't like their posts that's kind of fair that's dumb that is so (laughs) dumb if you don't like something or if you want to set a boundary for your relationship you do it and you drive it home babe like if you know that this makes you insecure or you don't like it or whatever, like you don't say, well, can you just at least stop liking them? You can look, but you can't like them. What? Or you can DM them, but don't comment on their public page because then I look dumb. No, 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 no. We say block. I go in your phone, I grab it, and I block it in my fucking self. So okay, that's,
1: that's what's been going on,
0: huh? Anyways, though <laughs> um, so that do not do that, guys. Five dollar increments. Now, if you're only charging. $15, then $5 is not that bad. But we're talking like if you charge 120 and you say, Oh, starting next month, 125, you look like a backboneless. Just, you just don't look, you don't look like you're confident in yourself at all. So they can sense that and they will not respect you. Your clients will lose respect for you. And that's just going to come out of your tip instead of tipping you 20, they're going to tip you 15. So it's going to be, you're not even making more money. Okay. You need to do, I say I have a system to this and I talk about it in my coaching program. Maybe I'll do like a, you know, online course about this, but more or less, it's about anywhere between 15 to 25% increments is what you should be doing. Depending, there's a lot to this guys, and this would go way longer than what we want to do for this podcast. But if you need help with raising your prices and you want a strategy and you need help coming up with the emails, you need templates for the emails, you need templates for the conversations you're going to have and all of that stuff, you know, send me a DM, send me an email. I'll leave my email in the show notes because I can definitely help you with that. I've done it many times. I'm one of the highest paid lash artists in Ventura County, one of the last. One of the highest paid trainers and busiest trainers here in in our county, I can help you, I promise. <clears throat> um. And the other one which Hakim mentioned was the, actually, this was Hakeem's was not being consistent. Hakim, I think, has more experience with that than I kind of did. Um, I well, okay, because he had his friends coming, and he had right? Like family coming oh, and then, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So you'd raise your prices, but and then I'd be like, oh, not, not for
1: then, you, bro. You, you could, you could kick it right here for a little bit. Yeah. Rip, you know, you're my, grandfather. You're, you're my, you're my, you're my guy. You know what I
0: mean? And me? that's, that's not cool for your other clients. It's not even cool for that client because you're enabling them and you're making them feel like, and then when you do raise it, they're like, "Oh, what happened? I thought I was your boy. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's just, it, but you need to be consistent, drive it home. Whether you guys want to think about it or not, clients talk and word gets around that you're charging different people different. I know because they come to me later and they're like, I I really liked her, but I didn't like how she was charging my sister different than than me. And she I don't think she knows that I know because my sister's been going to her longer, and I'm like. I hear them talk about it. So you need to be consistent with your pricing. And also a recommendation, if you're going to raise your prices, raise all of them. I also see a lot of people raising their fill prices and not their or raising their full set prices, but not their fill prices. And I'm like, that makes no sense. Like make your
1: money on the pills. Yeah,
0: it it should be consistent consistent. consistent across the board. Yes. So that's another thing you shouldn't do. And then, um, another thing that uh, a lot of people make the mistake of doing is the increments. Like they miss the mark on when to raise their prices. And so they they do huge increases every two years. So and they'll do forty percent increase every two years because they didn't hit the right increments. or they do small increments every two months, like every other month. And then, like, it's like every month they're raising five dollars, ten dollars. And so either way you're, you're losing trust in your clients, either way, whether you're doing small ones every month, they're like, damn, didn't it just go up $5? However much you do it, it, it doesn't matter, but too frequent is a problem. And too far apart is a problem too. If you wait every two years, that's when you start getting the griping. Cause it's like, they budget this into their life. So they're like, all of a sudden you've been charging this for two years bro like why all of a sudden is it it's like when
1: he was just pizza started charging 650 now for the five dollars they like,
0: waited too long everybody
1: was tripping like what it's not five bucks no more it's, i mean it's only
0: six dollars but they've lot. already gotten like seven raises that works since yeah. they've been you know exactly and then same thing if you're doing it too frequent they're like god can't you just get it right the first time or and then it starts to feel like that to them like is my money not enough like like just make up your mind. Either way, you're breaking trust with your clients. We recommend give or take every six months or so. Um, Twice a year is pretty good. Once a year isn't bad, but you're gonna in order to keep up with inflation and consistently create, you know, making sure you're profiting. You're the no the most frequently I would ever recommend someone to raise their prices would be like three times a year like, you know, every four months or so that would be the most frequent. And that would only be for the person that we talked about earlier, who has a surplus clients is turning away business. Like that would be the only time that I'd say every four months is okay. Cause you're actually trying to lose clients, but I would say every twice a year is not bad. The least would be once a year, but I do not recommend that. Cause <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel like more than likely you're consistently growing your clientele. So I would say that's a little bit too less frequent. Um, And then the last one that I highly recommend you do not do is,
1: apologize or over explain why why like oh i'm so sorry but my bi- the rent's going up, or you know what i mean explain, yes. break it down for them like there's no need to break it down in and out don't break it down for you walmart doesn't break it down for you
0: nobody breaks it down for you no that's what it is exactly the only time i've ever seen companies explain something that kind of loosely related to pricing was more about when they take stuff away like hey we're no longer going to be doing this you know, I know you're used to this and we're sorry. That's the only time. Like when they take away.
1: iPhone still charges you the same amount, but they don't give you the charger no more. Yes.
0: Yes. They then they explain that it was because package sizing and all that stuff. But if you're just increasing your prices, like nobody when you ask for a raise from your boss, they don't ask you why. Like you ask for a raise because bro, it's like inflation and shit, you know, like that's just normal. So people understand when you raise your prices, you, they may not love it, right? They may not be excited to pay you more. But they're asking for raises at work and their bills are going up at home. So they understand that you got yours are too. If yeah. their bills are going up, yours are too. And so the w- that's a really big mistake I see is people saying sorry or unfortunately or I'm you know like scared or is is that okay? Like do not do that. Oh, you nice. know don't
1: that just puts them in awkward situation. Like
0: yeah, supposed to say no. Like yeah, like, no, I can't wait to give you more of my money. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Like no, that's do not do that. And it just again it, it adds to what we talked about earlier. Like it makes it clear that you don't have confidence and that's just not something you want. You always want your clients to know that you own your price, you own your skill, you own the quality of experience. And if you're like meek and scared, like it's, it's not going to go over well. So, okay. We talked about when you're ready and um, what not to do now. I feel like in the midst of all that, you hopefully got some value on like what you should do. Right. But I wanted to give you a little peek of what I go over in my coaching program in the system that we, um, in the framework that I have for people raising prices. What it really consists of is the basic gist of it is I highly, highly recommend you give either one to two, depending on how big of an investment it is, but with lashes, nails, stuff like that, one month notice is pretty good. Um, um You want to give them about, yeah, like I said anywhere between like four and six weeks notice. And I like to do it via email and verbally, like when they come in for their appointment, I like to let, like to remind them. So I like to send them an email or a text or both, but preferably email, which is usually how I would send my, it depends how you talk. If you talk to your people in DM, you can DM them, but I like a written one first. I like to, to be written first because, um, then I have like documentation of when I sent it. And then it makes the conversation a little bit easier when you bring it up. When you see them the next time, you can be like, "Hey, did you catch that email by chance? Hey, I sent you an email. Did you get it?" Uh, I just want to make sure that you, you know, were able to read over my email. And it's another reason why we preach email newsletters so frequently. I used to send emails when I had my salon even if it wasn't just about price increases, it was about availabilities, random specials that we were having. It was about, you know, aftercare, it was just random stuff, the weather and like how that affects their lashes. Like I used to send random emails out because I didn't want the only time that I send emails out. If you're on our newsletter, you know, I don't only send emails when I have a sale or I want money. I send emails out frequently, randomly. And so for product knowledge and education people love
1: people love being helped and they, yes. they love like feeling like you care so if you're just always hitting them with like i just said just buy something for me take something I'm, I'm that doesn't feel good man.
0: they're like i'm gonna unsubscribe to this because all they ever want to do is take my money they, there's no exchange here and so that's why i like sending regular emails as a salon you may not need to send weekly emails like a product line but maybe even monthly newsletter something like that and then that way your monthly newsletter this time could be that hey you know in there somewhere it could say you know there will be a price adjustment that's another one pro tip don't say price increase don't say raising my prices I used to say a menu adjustment a price adjustment um a, a nominal increase if I was gonna say increase I'd say like not something small um but I would never say like oh I'm raising my prices and you know just the negative, negative connotation to those words makes people feel, you know. Um, and if you really, really, really are struggling with this and you're like, ah, I can't do it. You know what you can do? If you really, really struggle with this, um, oh, and then at every, at every fill, I always remind them, like when they come in for their next fill, that's why I like six to four weeks before, because you usually are going to see them at least twice before. So if you time it right, you'll see them two times before. And you could be like, Hey, you know, just remember this is next week will be the last fill at the price. And then the new, you know, the new menu um starts, you know, February. And it's pretty easy that way. Cause you've given them time to either save up and adjust accordingly but for somebody
1: else. Right? Exactly.
0: Right. And that happens, you know? And I, like, don't be offended if that happens. It's okay, right? You will replace them with somebody yeah, who's ha- willing to pay. It. It's happened. And then I, I actually
1: had a, quite a few that have left and then they're like, you know what? I'll just pay the price difference. And yes, they go think somewhere think else. The experience is the same. A lot of it's the experience. I feel like once I sucked at lashes in the beginning. With, once you fall in love with you, it's not gonna, it's gonna be hard to replace you. Yes. I, um, I actually had a client long ago that was like, Oh, I went over there and the conversation just wasn't like too deep. It was like, it was like, I'm talking to like a wall, like a wall. And it was just like, Oh, oh girl. Yes. Like, queen girl,
0: yes, slay. <laughs> and it wasn't deep, you know? And maybe some people like that. Some people just want a yes, man, but I'm not that one. I'm the one that's going to help them grow and pick at their brain. So I and just, I just, clients love that about her. So they don't care that my price increased. They don't care that my schedule restricted. They don't care. They literally don't care. And so that's what I'm trying to get at is like, you know, if, if you can, you know, give them that experience and all that, and then you can very, very gently remind them like, Oh, Hey, just a reminder, you know, Hey, Hey, don't forget like next week's, you know, we, the, you know, the new menu prices or whatever, so, like cash, very cash. Not like, um, is that going to be okay? Like, no, 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 Just like, Hey, don't forget like, you know, whatever. And that way you have the email, the text message and the two verbal times there is no way they can say, Oh, I totally forgot. Like, no, you know, make sure that, you know, you're making it just a very matter of fact situation. Like, it sh- been my <laughs> I mean, basically, you know, like it, it, it doesn't have to be this drawn out, like stressful thing. Like, but, uh, Oh, that's what I was gonna say earlier. I didn't get to finish. If you're still stressed out. And if you're still like, okay, Ashley, I, I know I need to. And I'm just so scared. Like, what if they tell me? What if they have objections? Maybe we'll have another episode about, like, how to deal with objections because I am really, really good at that. If you guys would like to learn more and, like, hear some tips and tricks on, like, dealing with objections, dealing with the resistance, like, what to do when someone asks questions about why and stuff, comment in, um maybe share this and, and then tag us and then let us know that you want to hear that or send us a DM Um, leave it in a review leave a wonderful review about this episode but what i did want to say is that if you are struggling with raising your prices and you just feel like i just can't do it the way ashley said highly recommend adding something like add something of value for that particular appointment like all appointments in we're in may right now all appointments in june will get um a free cleansing kit to prep them for the summer for the sweaty summer or whatever. Um, you know, in celebration of our new price menu, I'm also going to be, you know, gifting, basically give them a gift for it. And so for that particular appointment, it, it kind of like eases it like, okay, she's raising the prices, but I'm getting a free 30, oh, $30 value cleanser kit or a free add on mask or a free, like if that makes you feel better, like do that or say I'm raising my prices. Um, And along with that, you know, I'll also now be offering um, deep cleanse lash baths that is not really going to cost you anything more. If you're already, if you're not cleaning the lashes already, you can easily put that in and say, I'll now be adding a deep, you know, cleanse botanical lash bath. You know, they're all botanical because they're all plant-based. So you can just add that in there. And now it's like, Ooh, I get a free lash, you know, deep cleansing botanical lash bath. It just means you're going to wash their lashes. And so you see what I'm saying? Like exact value. exactly, exactly. So if, if it makes you, I don't think you need to, you are worth it. You can charge more, but if it makes you feel better and makes you not want to throw up and cry and crawl in a ball, then that's a good way to do that, where it makes you feel better. Because I have a lot of people in my coaching program who struggle with the same thing. So don't feel bad. You're not alone. Hakeem charged the same price for like six years and I would nag at him and complain, raise your price, raise your price. And he, what did he tell me? He would tell me like, no one else charges that. I'm not going to be the first one. And I would just be like, be the first one, do it.
1: It's scary though. So, so we, I know it's scary. So.
0: Right. Yeah. That's why we're not making fun yeah, of you. yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's normal. And so I hope that this was helpful. I hope that, you know, you got a lot of nuggets. And if you did, like I said, share on your social media, tag us. Because this could help a lot of people if everyone raises their prices. It's
1: like the gas issues and stuff. They all they all prices. They, yeah, they get in cahoots. Yeah, they're getting cahoots and they all raise their prices together.
0: Don't you want that? And then what are you gonna do? Don't gatekeep Team Lish's podcast, okay? Share it with your friends so everyone can start raising more. The more they raise it, the more you could raise it, and we'll all start making more money, and the more we could raise our prices on our products. And then <laughs> no, and no, just kidding, I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, I hope you guys had fun hanging out with us we got to go home. It is like 10 o'clock at night and our kids are need to go to bed. So hi guys.